You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the Best Life. Jill and I were just talking about how we listen to our own podcast. And the truth is, sometimes I think we, I, th- I get in my DMs not as much though. People always ask, well, what other podcasts do you listen to? And I'm like, um, the best life podcast. <laughs> you know what the best thing about listening to your own podcast is? Is you're like, it was an episode from like a year ago. I'm like, fuck, I need to take that advice. It's so, I'm always like, so damn, I need that advice actually. I, I feel like I like listening to it. I'm like, look, if you don't like listening to your own, then you probably just suck. I don't know. Yeah. I love A listening. lot of people don't like listening to their own voice. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of watching my videos. No, I hate watching my videos. That's, that was where, fan. when we first started this. I, I like, I'll move my lips and watch my own video at the same time. <laughs> time like I'm saying it in real time Danny and I are we're both in my place right now so she could see me I'm moving my lips watching my video when I did more YouTube I hated editing my videos because I could not stand watching myself I didn't I was like I don't want to edit because I don't want to see this and then I won't post it so I thought when we started this podcast I would feel the same but the first time we played it in our car, I remember we were driving and we listened to it and yeah. we were both crying. We're like, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> I know. We we're listening to episode two and three, which are the infidelity yeah. episodes. And we're like, oh no, I think I have those memorized. You know, a lot of people don't like their own voice. Yeah. Do you I, like yours? I don't love my voice, but I do sound different than I think I do in my head. So You know, both of us say weird stuff. Like I say also and I say also. Like I don't, why do I have a British accent? And you say and it's like and but it's like a british accent (laughs) now you won't be able to unhear it i never noticed that yeah Yeah, now i will also but i do jeff always makes fun of me he's like what what are you listening to your own podcast i was like yes it's really good it's really fucking good and take my own advice and i and there are so many times i go wow that you know i think a lot of times and i was told you this at the beginning i always felt like i was the dumb one in the podcast i was like i always say stuff but then i'm like no i say some really good stuff sometimes (laughs) I was like, oh, and actually, one of uh, she used to be a client of mine. She's in your mastermind, I think, Kirsten Kimura. Yeah, yeah. Hi, what up, Kirsten? Um, she she made an Instagram post the other day of something I said on the podcast, and I was like, that sounds really good when you say it. So I was like, I yeah, yeah, I said something. Dude, smart. you're such an asshole. You <laughs> always say good shit. 
Well, you are a lot more eloquent. Sometimes I just blah, blah, blah. No, it depends on how many drinks we've had. But That's true. um, I'm excited for this episode because, so we just did, uh, we always just, I think we do a lot of relationship mindset ones and we were kind of looking at some of our things and I was like, you know, we haven't done a business one in a while. So if you are not someone who is interested in online business. I think everyone maybe kind of is right now though, because of COVID. Right. So I think maybe you might be thinking to yourself, okay, maybe I have a job in a service industry. What does this potentially look like on the internet? I have to like take my skills, knowledge, et cetera, and like turn this into some way to make money using the internet. If you're a personal trainer, you've probably moved to Zoom classes. You're probably moved to online training in some capacity. So as you guys both know, Danny and I have been internet entrepreneurs for 10 years and both of us started in the fitness space. I am still currently in the fitness space, but both of us have done a ton of different coaching under business coaching you know, Danny's done like a lot of financial coaching, debt, getting people out of debt coaching. Um, And so the space has changed quite a bit Mm -hmm. since 2010. So 2010 was still like MySpace, Facebook, business pages were just getting started. Um, I was blogging every day. Like I wouldn't recommend that as a, as a strategy right now. So we wanted to talk about like, what are some of the things that we see in 2020? Because I think oftentimes when people want to get into the space, if you're a health or fitness or nutrition person and you're like, okay, maybe I could personal train online. Maybe I could get online clients, distance coaching, et cetera. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And all the things, a lot of times what I hear people say is, well, it's just so saturated. Yeah. Everything's already been said. You know, there's no space. There's no clients. Everyone's everyone's an internet trainer, which like, okay, like it is getting more saturated for sure. But on the flip side, a couple things. Number one, especially in 2020, you guys, more and more people are open to online coaching than so they have true. ever been. So for a lot of your maybe in-person clients you were seeing across the desk, you were seeing at the gym, you know, they they were forced to now do online coaching and they were maybe resistant to it before, but they're like, oh, this actually isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, right? So maybe they're used to seeing in the gym, but they have moved online and like, okay, it's actually working for me. So you have a leg up there. Second of all, there are more platforms than they have ever been. When Danny and I started, it was literally like, Facebook. Yep. That was it, you know? And if you were really advanced, you were doing webinars. But other than that, there was no Pinterest. There was no Instagram. Twitter was like barely a thing. Like no one knew how to do ad. Like it was just so everything was in its infancy. And now there are so many different ways to connect with people, which is what I'm excited to talk about. So we want to talk about kind of what's changed, what is relevant in 2020, what can you be doing if you are just new on the space, what should you be paying attention to? Love this. I will say I made a little list of things, but some things um, are going to be relevant now that will always be there. Uh, I think that human nature doesn't change a lot, even though technology can change. So I think it's important to also, um, while we need to do tips and tricks and strategies that work for 2020, also to not neglect the basics, to always do the things that always work. And one of the things that I wrote down here was to be unique. And I wrote be unique. And then in parentheses, I just wrote how with a bunch of question marks, like, cause I can just think that's yes. the first, like, how do you be unique? And I think that it's really important to, um, embrace your quirks, um, play them up to talk about things that are relevant to you. So if you, cause I know that I hear this a lot and I know Jill does too, of it's so saturated. Everyone's a health coach. Everyone's this kind of coach. Okay. So what is different about you? Like maybe you live in New York city and Manhattan and you can talk about how things are different there and how maybe you do, um, 
pick up or pick up, take out, like take out every day versus cooking at home because it's a different lifestyle when you're living in Manhattan or, you know, you're a mom with six kids. And so you talk to other moms with like a big family. I mean, there's very different lifestyle Mm -hmm. to someone who's cooking for a giant family versus a single person who's living in Manhattan, right? So find what's really unique to you. And even though you might not think it's unique to you, you might go, well, there's a bunch of, you know, stay at home moms with two kids who are in middle school. Sure. But that's very specific to the kind of person you might want to talk to. So find out those unique pieces about you and really play them up and talk about them. And the people who, um, are meant to connect with you and who are like you will seek you out and like listen to your message because of those things. And I was going to say important. like, it's not when you think like what makes you unique, it's not your certification. Yeah. It's just not, it's nope. not your education. It's not like what schooling you had. It's not those things. Those are commodity. Like if you're here, chances are you have some sort of credential that's never going to send you apart unless you're like a PhD or like a physician. And even that is competitive, right? So I would say most of us have around the same level of expertise. So the thing like Danny said, that's going to set you apart are those unique kind of quirks about you. And it's ironic to me that we have to be when the question of like, just be yourself. Oftentimes it is like, how though? Like, it's weird that like there needs to be an education around how to be yourself, but it really, especially when it's online, for some reason, it feels a lot more serious. Like, oh my God, I'm going to talk about like this weird quirk that I do. Whereas like if we're in person, we probably do it naturally or like our closest friends and family know it about us. So one way that you can start to even uncover some of these things is asking, like your friends and family ask like, you know, three, five, seven of your closest friends and family members and say, you know, if you had to say what's like, I don't know, different or weird or unique or quirky about me, what were those things be? And chances are, it's not how you coach someone on a deadlift, mm-hmm. right? Like it's never going to be like, how, you know, how you, you know, help someone with macros. It's never going to be those like very rigid sort of fitness and health things. It's going to be stuff about your family. It's going to be like, you know, stuff that you do outside of health and fitness. It's going to be those like super quirky things. So I love that. And I think the more you can rip off the bandaid and start showing that, the better. And in my experience, it takes some time Yeah. because again, we're looking at all these people who are successful and we're going, well, like, you know, especially internet, big internet marketers, if you're following these people, they like seem to be like perfect and have everything together and they don't show their quirks. Like if I think about maybe Marie Forleo, right? She's always so put together and she has the hair and the makeup and the clothes and like the perfect production. So like, you know, I think it's easy to just go, well, I just need to do that because that's like success formula. I think that there's a lot of ways to arrive at success. And if you are not yourself and you don't have some level of authenticity, you're not going to be doing it for long. No, nope. It's hard to just make a business out of being someone else Yep. because you think that's what it needs to look like. Yeah. So true. Um, my first one is market research, which is like a really boring concept. And it's a really like just kind of like complicated way of saying, ask people questions. You guys have to be, especially in COVID times, like you need to be constantly asking what people are struggling with, where they are, what's happening. And you can use tools that we didn't have back in the day, right? You have Instagram polling, you have Facebook polls, you have all these different, you know, Survey Monkey, which is a free resource. Like you have all these things to be constantly asking. I don't care if you have 150 followers on Instagram, you're going to get a couple of responses on a poll and that's going to be insightful for you, right? So you might say something like, hey, in COVID, what are you struggling with more, your nutrition or your fitness? And people are going to respond to that because everyone's struggling with something, right? So you need to make these more like neutral answers Uh so that people don't feel super like vulnerable when they're answering. So if you ask something like, 
hey, do you struggle with binge eating? Yes or no? Like yeah. you're probably not going to get a lot of responses because no yeah. one's going to want to cop to the fact yeah. that they're like a binge eater. But if you make it like which you struggled more with binge eating or stress eating, chances are you get more responses because they're neutral answers. So the reason why this is important, you guys, is because it informs what you should post about. So when you're asking yourself like, okay, like, I don't know what to post. Like how many of your clients are like, oh, I never know what to post or whatever. It's like, you literally just answered these questions. These are common concerns. These are frequently asked questions of people who are currently following you, who already trust you, who already want your take on the thing. So if you say, hey, what do you struggle with more emotional eating or nighttime eating? And you get a ton of emotional eating, then just pretend someone asked you that to your face in a gym and answer that in a social media post. Hey, do you struggle with emotional eating? Here are three ways to overcome that. And that would be a hugely like solution-based service post that your clients would be like, damn, Danny's fucking smart. And like, wow, I wonder like if she could help me with this other thing, right? Like this was so useful to me. So market research, I hate that term because it's like blah, 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 but really it's so important and it's very low key. It doesn't have to be like these big ass assessments and like sending people to a survey. It can be just like quick hitters. So at least once a week, get on Instagram stories, couple polls, and even preface it by saying, hey, you guys, I'm doing a little bit of market research for my business. It would be a huge favor to me if you could answer the next couple slides. You need to be on the pulse, especially with COVID, where, where people's heads are at because things are changing so fast. So good. So good. And it's also it also creates engagement. So when you do those polls, they get getting people clicking. engaged, they're clicking with you, they're talking to you. And then the more they do that, the more the algorithm lets them see your stuff. And I loved your point about saying like, do you struggle with binge eating? <laughs> yes I think no. that a lot of clients um, that I've had in the past and, and you know, will continue to have is I give the suggestion of like doing a poll, asking questions, but asking those kind of questions, you need to ask them in a way that you're not calling someone out. It's like, Oh, are you, there was a comedian we watched recently and he was like, Hey, any pedophiles in the house? Like <laughs> nobody's going to raise their hand. So it's like, it was that awkward, like, Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like, we're not, we don't want people to call themselves out or raise their hand over things that are probably embarrassing or shameful. So there are ways that you can, um, you know, move the conversation or ask the question where they're giving you some of their struggles without like totally outing themselves and making themselves feel too vulnerable because nobody's going to want to interact with that kind of stuff. Well, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I'm going through, uh, you know, a divorce right now, like <laughs> click on it, you know? So we have to be really careful about totally. that. But, and, and again, like even open-ended questions, you don't want to just write a big blanket statement. What are, what you, are you struggling, struggling with? <laughs> they don't know even like yeah. where to begin. They're like yeah. every fucking thing, right? right? Like there's they're, no even like context. Like, right. Like if you're doing, you know, <laughs> nutrition and you're kind of hoping, what are you struggling with food or whatever? And they're just like homeschooling my kids. You're like, well, that wasn't the answer I wanted. <laughs> so you have to lead them in a direction and kind of help. And, you know, I've seen people do this too, where you have a solution to both answers. So whether they respond fitness or, f or food, you do a post the next day on fitness and then next week on food. So you, you answer both of them. Yep. So I really, really, I like that, Joe. One thing that this is another one um, to stand out is to say the opposite of what other people are saying. And this is another way of saying like drawing a line in the sand or just basically making yourself stand out by not agreeing. And this is a tough one for people who are worried about like people unfollowing them. So first thing, if you're online, you have to get used to the fact that some people are going to unfollow you. If you're tracking that, you just get over it, like stop. Um, but you need to be able to say things that some people won't agree with. And this is also a um, a, I don't know, I want to say kind of a tactic, but let's say, you know, everyone's saying 
like there's a trend, like keto is the way to lose weight. And this is the only way by actually talking about that thing, because it's trending, you can flip it and go like keto is not the way. And you don't have to be totally Mm -hmm. contradictory, but to bring attention to it and then give your take on what it, then you can say, you know, maybe keto works under these circumstances or Mm -hmm. this way, but saying something opposite of what other people are saying makes people stop and think. It also gives people something to share. It gives people reasons to like push it to others. Like, I don't know, whenever I see something a little bit different, I'm like, huh, I stop, I read it. I might like DM it to a friend. I might tag somebody. Cause I'm like, this is another way to see something that I've never th- thought of before. So take a look at what trends are out there. Um, what everyone is saying, what the news is saying about certain things and try to say something opposite of that or, Um, it doesn't have to be like you disagree, but maybe in a different, like maybe you see something in a different way and putting your spin on it. I think that is a way to help you stand out when everyone's saying the same damn thing. Yep. I love that because one of my favorite quotes from Gary Vee is talk about what people are talking about. So I think it is important, like you mentioned to like stay on topic, but it's totally, not only is it okay, but it's almost necessary at this point to have your own hot take on it. So one of my clients, um, Casey Joe, Coach Casey Joe on Instagram, she posted this thing a couple weeks ago on Orange Theory where she was basically like, she kind of like, and I haven't seen anyone do this, but she was basically like, Orange Theory is bullshit. And it wasn't like a sensational post. It's very like sound science and she's very like, you know, articulate and intelligent. But it fucking went viral. It like blew up because a lot of people feel the same way, but no one kind of has like the balls to kind of like call it out. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be in like a ranty way. It's literally just like, hey, Orange Theory might be good if these things, but also it's not perfect for everyone, right? So like it's taking something that's like a popular, like a CrossFit or like a uh, F, like not F45. I guess F45, F45. yeah, P90X used to be the one. And just like putting your own take on it because that creates interesting content. And to Danny's point, I do think at this point, because it is so saturated, you have to have a hard line in the sand. You can't be like, do any fitness program you want. It's great. Like, you know, that's fine. But I think you need to have some hard lines in the sand so that people can know, okay, well, Casey, you know, she's anti orange theory. Like that's a thing that people that is sticky that people could just grasp onto and you can't get away with just being vanilla. No, unfortunately you just can't. And I think it takes like some balls to just finally be like, Hey, I'm just going to rip the bandit off and like say what I believe and like brace for the. And I always tell my girls, I'm like, I know that you're scared to post this. I know it feels vulnerable. I know you're worried about haters and trolls and your peers and getting called out or whatever it looks like, but trust yourself in a public comment section. Do you have, Mm. do you see enough angles? Do you have mastery over the material enough that you could have a nuanced conversation in a comment section? And if you don't, then maybe you need to spend a little more time understanding your point of view a little bit more. Like if I really truly believe something, I will have no qualms about having any discussion, any fucking time with anybody in a public comment section, you know? So it's like decide what you're willing to go to bat for and then go to bat for it really hard. Yep. My next one is um, video. I know it's basic, but you guys, I know you're listening to this and you're like, but I hate being on video, but I don't know what to say. It is non-negotiable to have your face on camera at this point. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Danny and I talk a lot about like these, what I consider to be one percenter actions, right? Where like, we've talked a lot about going to live events because it's inconvenient, right? So a lot of people don't do it. We've talked about hosting live events. We've talked about all these things that are really scary and there's a reason why they're scary. And there's a reason why a lot of people don't want to do them. And video is one of those things. I think Danny and I were lucky enough that we kind of started in the early days of YouTube where we were like terrible, but it was like, you know, it was 2009. So I'm just going to like try it. And now with Instagram stories, which I believe Instagram stories is the most valuable real estate online right now because it's so personal, right? Like it's as personal, if not more so than podcasts, like podcasts, I feel like really personal because like we're literally in your ears right now. But with Instagram stories, I can see your face. Mm -hmm. I can see how you animate. I can see what your energy is like. I can see what's going on in the background. I see what your living room looks like. I see your dog. Like there's so many personal touches that you just can't get any other way. You can be an amazing writer and most of your content might be written content, but I still need to see your face. I need to see you master that medium because there's nothing more intimate than having that connection with you. So if I'm a coach and I'm trying to connect with people because people buy coaches, not coaching, I need to see what that looks like. And I also need to know that like you are brave enough and vulnerable enough to just be like, you know what? And so if you find yourself being like, well, and my hair has to be perfect and I need perfect light, like whatever, like, cool, get yourself a ring light, you know, do your hair, do your makeup, whatever. And then just pick a day of the week. I'm going to just do a shitload of recording if that's really what it takes for you. And the more you practice this, the easier it will become. And it also lends itself to potential public speaking. And like, there's no, at this point, if you are really serious about online business, you have to get comfortable with video. There's no workarounds. Go get a job if you can't do video. So true. So true. And you know, we used to be able to get away with it in 2009 and things to, because we could do these long form posts on Facebook and there was no video, but I'll tell you, I remember so clearly when, um, more video came out and Snapchat came out and things like that. Um, and Facebook live and, uh, Periscope. Periscope, it was, there was a big shift. I remember a couple of different girls that were kind of what Jill and I were doing back then have just disappeared because I think they got away with being able to just hire out stuff or have things written, but they weren't authentic and real and, and they couldn't get on video and they are just gone. Like nowhere to be found anymore. You know, what's interesting about that is actually a lot of my girls have mentioned like having hangouts with their body. And I think that's, I want to bring that up too, because, you know, especially if you're a fitness professional and you're like, okay, number one, I want to make sure I'm doing the form correctly so I don't get called out. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is fucking bullshit. But also I'm sorry, you have people to service. So you being insecure about your body at this point is not okay. Like it's not, I'm sorry. Like I understand you have hangups and you don't, you don't do the photo shoot and you don't want to get on camera because your body doesn't look a certain way, but you have too much work to do. Like we have too much fucking work to do. We have too many people to help. We have to get over ourselves faster because it's not about you. Like get on camera, show your body, do the workout, like be of service. It's not about like, do I have a six pack? It's not about like, am I 12% body fat? No, there's so many people out there that need to see you as you are that need to see you people 20 like pounds them. overweight that need to see you. Cause they're like, dude, yeah. I'm, tw- I'm 20, I'm 30 Same. pounds overweight. Like, yeah. It's so much, you know, there was a time when I started the sweaty buddies, um, my business partner's husband did video and, and photos. And I know we wanted to do a YouTube channel and I had just gotten out of my adrenal fatigue stuff and I gained 30 pounds and I really wanted to wait until I lost the weight before we started video, totally. but we just didn't have the time to do it. And we just started to do the, the videoing and looking back, I'm just like, ha ha, look, I thought I was fat and I was fine. <laughs> um, but if I had waited that I, it took me years to lose that weight 
and what if I never had, which if I hadn't, then I would never would have started. And I, I never would have started if I waited because it, I lost it so slowly over time. And in that amount of time, I touched so many people's lives. I had, there were so many things that I grew from and grew that business. If I had waited, it never would have happened. So you just have to go as you are. And, and you're, your audience can go along for the journey and no one's to say like, you're not worthy to go on as you are. You know, you can go on at any size, any hair color, any whatever, yep. just go without just makeup. It. I mean, at some point you will, like, if you do what Jill says, like get a ring light, do your makeup. At some point you're going to be like, I can't even do this. Like, I'm just going to go on with my makeup free face and you're going to live and you're going to go, you're well, survive it. <laughs> I did it. And nobody cared. No one gave a shit. In I fact, did. they probably liked it better. Yeah. Because they were like, cool, like, uh, you know, what's in your bookcase behind you? Like, people like that, you guys. Like, people are, like, we're used to reality television at this point. So, like, there's something really interesting and unique about, like, I'm doing a webinar and the doorbell rings. And, like, it's it's just so organic that it feels like, oh, shit, we're in your living room with you. Like, that to me is real connection. Yeah. I love that you said video because it is so crucial. I was nodding my head like crazy. It's just crucial right now. All right, I know you guys have heard us talk about Reset, but if you haven't, then you need to listen up. Reset is one of our sponsors of this episode of the podcast, R3SET, and we want to share with you what they're all about. It is, yeah, go. It's, uh, <laughs> we love this company. Um, we have a lot of things in common. We actually had a conversation with them before we decided to sign on, and they have a lot of the same values as we do, natural products, um, you know, and a natural way of looking at health. So Reset has two products. One is called Calm, and one is called Unwind, and they are designed to help on a biochemical level with stress. So it hits a couple of different body systems, including the endocrine system, which is your hormones, your nervous system, et cetera, all of these systems that are responsible for how we deal with stress. And of course, Danny and I always advocate doing things like sleeping enough and journaling and gratitude and all those kind of things. But Reset has really done a great job of supplementing with um, natural herbs. So, and there's some other natural ingredients as well. But it's completely vegan. If that is something that you are concerned about, it is GMO-free. It's caffeine-free, which I think is really cool, uh, and also melatonin-free. So that was actually one of the questions we had for Danny. Uh, I mean, for the people who, the founders of the company was like, okay, is this melatonin? What is this exactly? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, but it's no, it's actually just completely a very like subtle way of supporting the body systems that help us deal with stress better. Yep. Supporting you to sleep, supporting you to get through your day. And they also have provided some free resources and education just on stress. So if you go to their website, reset.com, R3SET, you can get the completely free 14-day reset. doesn't need to require a purchase and just gives you lots of steps on how to manage and control your stress in general while you're going through your day. And I think that's really helpful. I love it. You can also get this product at CVS and at Target. So I know y'all are doing your Target runs. Look for it and take a photo and let us know you found them. And, um, and it, use the best life at checkout use the best if you life. guys go to the website. Word. All right. We'll see you back in the episode. Bye. Um, I have two more. 
one of them kind of ties into the last thing I was saying about saying the opposite, which is just use trends to your advantage. And mm. it kind of really ties in is that whatever's trending right now, because people are looking for it, they're like looking for the hashtag. If you can talk about the thing and you already mentioned this, so I won't go too into it, but look at what's being talked about and talk about that and use that to your advantage so you can get found, um, whether you're doing online con write, written content or video content and use those keywords because a lot of times you might get found just by simple search. You know, if people are looking for a specific diet, a specific workout program, a specific whatever, the thing, the topic, if you are on that topic and you're talking about it, somebody might find you and then click a little follow. So it's a short one because we no. already kind of touched on it, but it's so good. And it is, you know, I've actually had clients who got found by using like whole 30 and stuff like that. And yeah. they were actually like bashing whole 30, you yeah. know, and it's like, you know, and you have like, you'll get some comments for sure. But I think it's important that, you know, you are on trend yeah. for sure, yeah. especially in 2020. Like it's, yeah. it's shit is changing so fast. What, like uh, read the room is important. One of my, one of my clients, she, uh, is a counselor, but she's doing like narcissist, helping people hear from narcissistic relationships, which mm. I feel like that's a big trending thing yeah. right now is, and that was one of our hottest, uh, episodes was Nagar Fanuni and actually, and Sohi Lee both kind of talk about narcissistic mm -hmm. relationships, but she did a whole post on, uh, Tiger King and how like the narcissist in that whole series. And it was just on topic. And people found that because everyone was talking about Tiger King. Mm. And so it was a really great tie in of what she did and then using the thing that was online mm. at the time. And I think there's a lot of ways you can look at what are people talking about and how can you tie that into your expertise and you can get found that way. So good. Um, I have two more as well. Uh, this one is higher touch platforms. So I think there's a huge importance with access right now. So mm -hmm. for example, I don't know about Danny, but like, I remember when we were coming up like in 2010, 2011, there was this big push to like not give access. It was like, if they have access to you, they're going to like take advantage. They're going to want free coaching. And like, if they can DM you, like you're supposed to ignore people on Twitter and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. And you and I both were like, that's fucking bullshit. At the beginning, we were both like, we did an episode on like, can you be too accessible? But at this point, you can't get away with not being accessible on some level. And I think because there's so many platforms that are allowing this right now, like think about it, like we're in a, we're in a time right now where you could DM a celebrity on Instagram and like maybe get a response, mm -hmm. right? Like you maybe could get a response from someone on Twitter, which you couldn't do that 10 years ago. And now what we're seeing is a lot of people, potential customers are demanding access ahead of the sale at this point. So if you're not answering your DMs, if you don't have some sort of personal touch to the way that you are answering people. So if you're answering people on DM are using voice text, are using um, videos to get back to them. Like there needs to be some level of personal touch, not only because they're demanding that, but like it's just that additional step that shows people that you're committed and you want their business. So I just signed up with a company called Community and I know you did too. Both of us are on this like texting platform now and I'm trying to figure out like exactly what that, like the utility of that. But we know that with email marketing, email was like, you know, email newsletter, we're at, you know, if you get 20% open rates, you're doing pretty good. They're showing 90 plus percent open rates on text messages and DMs. All of us know what it's like to log into Instagram and look up in the top right hand corner and see a red number. We're going to click on it, right? So 
you know, the importance of being in your DMs, the importance of that, you know, like having that level of attention with someone is like a, such a gift. You can't get that anywhere on the internet anymore. So things like Voxer, which is like an app that allows for you to do voice texting. Danny J uses Marco Polo with her clients and to, it's a video app. So it's like, you can go back and forth on video and it archives all your videos. So whether you're using this with your clients, whether you're opening this up to your audience, like you need to figure out a way that people can feel close to you. The days of having like a gatekeeper and the days of having like, sure, like have boundaries and like, you know, have specific channels where people have to go. I don't think like I personally will get DMs with people like asking me tech questions about like fast physique. And I'm like, I'm not in my email inbox. Can you email me and Sarah can help you out. Right. So like have different channels where people go. But at the end of the day, you have, there's no excuse, especially if you're getting, just getting fucking started. You have plenty of time to answer all of your messages, to answer, go above, not only answer, but go above and beyond. And don't be scared of like, I coach them too much. Like, okay, give a little tidbit and then try and get on the phone. Why wouldn't you? Like take a conversation. I, all the time, even as busy as I am and as busy as Danny is, we're like, cool, let's jump on the phone real quick. What do I care? Five, 10 minutes talking to someone. It's so valuable that whether that person purchases now or five years from now, it's worth it to me. And so having all of these little seeds planted, these like really high touch opportunities, you don't know when that's going to pay off. And so really you need to be in these spaces and you need to be in your DMs and you need to be uh, doing things like voice text and videos back to clients and stuff like that, that adds a little extra personal touch because people are demanding that level of access now. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. It's just the extra. It's just it the is. extra. I was shocked, and I've I think I've talked talk this be- talk this talk this. I think I've talked this before. Um, but I was uh, speaking at Hair Love Retreat last year. My friend, Hey Elizabeth Fay, she had 150 women there, and it was this amazing retreat. And she was talking about something on stage, and she goes, "Raise your hand if you ever got a video DM from me." And nearly the whole audience raised their hand. And I was like, whoa, that was this just light bulb for me because I, you know, I always write people back and it never occurred to me. And that extra personal touch brought 150 people to the middle of nowhere, Utah to spend four grand at this event because she went the extra mile just to give that special extra touch. And that was like, dang, it was what Jill just told you guys. If you didn't hear it, like rewind and listen again, because that was gold, super gold. My last thing, um, and this is like what, going back to the beginning where I said some things just always work, is consistency. Mm. It literally is just, and I, I used to get interviewed for Sweaty Buddies, like what's, and about fitness, like what's the secret? The secret in fitness is just consistency, doing the same thing over and over. And, you know, not to, I haven't been the best uh, example of that over the last few years, but I will say if I look over the long, you know, the big picture, I have still been consistent, even though it hasn't been as consistent as my beginning. And so I think to grow an audience, you have to keep showing up over and over and over. I have a friend right now who's trying to get into building an online business that has nothing to do with fitness, but she's like, Danny, the algorithms are stressing me out. And like, I feel like a slave to the algorithm gods. And I'm like, I don't pay attention to the algorithms. Just show up every day, show up every day, show up every day, comment back to people, keep doing stories. Stories are key post every day, post every day, post every day, just be consistent. That's the best tip I could give any person is to be consistent and you will grow an audience. You will grow a brand. You will have people find you, follow you, but you can't just show up for a couple days at a time or once a month. It's just, well, and also no single post is really that fucking important. I mean, I think this is what, especially when you're getting started because you don't have that many posts yet. So you're like, this one is the 
most important one. I'm going to sit back and wait for the likes to come in. And then you get like three likes and you're like, that was like the waste of time. Like everything feels really big at the beginning because you just haven't done as many. So I always tell my girls like post and move, right? Post Mm -hmm. and move, post and move. Like you got to fuck another one tomorrow. Like get another one tomorrow, like another chance tomorrow. Like it literally cannot be that fucking serious. Because it can't ruin your day. No. Like it's just it's just a social media post and this is one of thousands, thousands that yep. you're gonna be creating. It, it's like it's I go back to fitness and it's so easy for me to like use this example, but it's like when we're competing, doing fitness competition, one single workout wasn't what got me shredded and ready for stage. It was the hours and the days and the consistency of the meals, meal one through six for twelve weeks, workouts five days a week for twelve weeks. It wasn't one single workout that got me ready. You know, people like, how do you get abs? It takes time. It takes consistency. It wasn't because I just ate a salad one day. It's because I ate a salad every single day for 12. You know, it's like there's little things you do every day that build up the trust, that build up your credibility. When people come to your page, they scroll back to see all the stuff you've done. If you've only written two posts, there's not much to see there and they're not going to follow you. So post every day, even while no one is watching, because the people who see your newer stuff are going to scroll back and see all that. And consistency is just the only thing I think that can guarantee success. Well, it's a major trust builder too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, like if I'm like, hey, I'm like doing my online business, like come on, see my like posts. And then they go back and there's literally four posts in the last four months. What are they going to say? They're like, oh, she's not taking it seriously. Yep, yep. They're really, oh, this is like not really a thing, right? And and who could blame that person? Yeah. So a way for you to show people that you're serious. So we actually did an episode recently on like support from your family and friends, like show them. Show them that you're serious by being consistent. And, you know, for Danny and I early on, I know you said that you haven't been consistent in the last couple of years, but like over the totality of the last 10 years, you're still here. Yeah. I'm still here. There's a lot of people not here anymore. Yeah. And it's because we have that commitment to consistent and where we don't feel this urgency of like, this post is the most amazing post. It's like, we realize that this is just one post and many, and it all goes into the collective, yep. right? Just like one salad goes into the collective health journey. One post goes into collective successful online business. Um, so good. And that's always just that's such an important one. Uh, my last one, is similar to like, you know, kind of showing your quirks, like you mentioned before, but transparency, mm. um, especially transparency with sales. This is really important. So a couple of years ago, I um, actually bought a domain called Transparency Marketing because I was going all in on using things like beta testing and uh, what I call the marketing around the marketing, which is where you kind of pull back the curtain and you show your audience what's happening behind the scenes. So for example, you know, one of the biggest, and I think Danny would agree with this, one of the biggest mistakes that I see new entrepreneurs or new coaches to online business doing is not talking about their services nearly fucking enough. Cause they're like, well, I don't want to like annoy people. And I feel like I'm too salesy and all this kind of stuff, which I get totally understand. But remember if you're not talking about the ways people can give you money, how would they ever know to give you money? You know? And also for a lot of people who, you know, talk about their services a lot, they still have to talk about them even more to make sales. You know, I'll go through a whole launch be talking my ass off about something. And then two days after the launch, someone's like, I didn't even know you were launching something. And I'm like, what the fuck? Right? So we know attention is at a minimum. We know that we know that attention is the least it's ever been. And to me, that means that we need repetition. We need to talk about the stuff in many different ways. People need to see something seven to 10 times before they take any action. So for example, if you just launched your coaching program with one single post, and again, you're sitting back waiting for the applications to come in, 
like, first of all, no one even saw it. Yeah. Second of all, no one even, if, if someone saw it, they didn't read it. And third of all, if they read it, they don't know what it is even. They didn't even click on anything. Like, and I hate to say this because this is just like, ho- I hope this isn't too depressing, <laughs> but I just want you all to know that everyone's in the same boat. So don't feel like it's just you. Like, honestly, this is the way the internet is right yeah. now. So transparency and talking a lot about what you're doing. So for example, if I know I'm launching a coaching program in four weeks, I'm going to start talking about it now yep. and I'm going to get it on people's radars now. And I'm going to be showing them like screenshots from like my application I'm putting together, like right now, even though it's not available for four weeks, like there needs to be a lot more talking and transparency about the actual sales process. And also I know this is counterintuitive. Oftentimes we think, well, if I talk about my product or I talk about my service, people are going to be turned off. I think it's actually the opposite. The more you talk about it, the more familiar people become with it. So it doesn't become as scary, right? So for example, if I'm talking lean building, lean building, lean building, lean building, I'm using that hashtag constantly. By the time lean building cart actually opens, people already know what it is. They've already tried out the workouts and they're fucking pumped that it's finally here. They're just as excited about me that it's here versus not talking about it all because I'm scared. And then it cart opens and I'm like, I'm just slapping people across the face of the sale, like blindsiding <laughs> them like, hey, something's on sale. Now all of a sudden that should feel salesy. Yeah. And so there needs to be a lot more sharing and open context about what you're doing so that it feels familiar and not scary. It's such a good one. And just a reminder that we need to talk about things like this all the time. I, I have clients a lot who are who say, like, I, I want to share my story, but I need to wait until you know, a certain time to like, there's more stories. They're going to just like get on the stage and like share their story <laughs> from like start to finish. Yeah. And I'm like, going, I was born in 81. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know. But there I go, you know what? You are going to share your story over and over and so over and over and over. Like how many times have I heard Brendan Burchard's story about the car accident? I've heard that story every time I've seen him, every book that he has, he writes it. So just get used to telling your story now. If there's a big, re- there's no big reveal. No. There's not going to be a big reveal. First of all, no one read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So start telling your story now because that's the way people are going to connect with you. Start telling your story now. Start talking about your services now. Start talking about it over and over because Jill, Jill's right. Seven to 10 times at least to take any action. That might be seven to 10 times just to get them to click on a free thing, let alone getting them to buy something. So it's, it's funny when we, you know, we go, okay, I finally made the thing and I don't have anybody buying or applying or clicking. And it's like, Okay. How many times no did you mention it? it? Uh, once. Okay. Well, right. you gotta, and sometimes we're not even to even say this, like sometimes you're not even giving a clear call to action. Nope. You're just like, I do coaching. Like nobody's asking me about coaching. Well, you didn't tell them to apply or, or DM you, like tell them what you need them to do so that they can take the next step. Because sometimes there, it's just so unclear. It's like, I know she coaches, but I don't know what I, how to access that. And most people aren't just actively seeking you out. You have to, to Jill's point, you have to like tell them what you're doing. They yeah. don't always know what you're doing. They might know you talk about food a lot. That doesn't mean that they know you're a nutrition coach. Nope. They might just think you're really passionate about diet stuff. You know, they don't know. So talk about it a lot. People be like being led. You know, that's yeah. one of the things I learned from you is like, you have to be really direct with like what to do. Go here, click on the link. Like, fucking be the boss people. Like you have to tell them what to do or else they won't do it. And they like being led. People want to know, okay, give me the instructions. Where do I go? How do I do it? And like, don't assume. I think oftentimes we assume because we get it, 
right? And we're so excited about this thing that like it's our big thing. Remember, we've been working on our shit for like two months. First of all, like this is the first time they've seen it. So for us, it feels like this big, huge reveal. And then it's like, but also like they don't even, it's not even on, it's not even a blip on their radar yet. No. And so, and I hope that that's not discouraging. I think it sounds discouraging, but really I do want to remind you that whether you have a million followers or a hundred followers, like everyone's in the same boat with that, by the way. And everyone started with a hundred followers, right? So yeah. like if you're just getting started and you're like, I don't have anybody, every single person who's successful start with one subscriber, one follower, one fan, one blog, one piece of content. And so the people that I'm seeing, and I'm sure that Danny would agree, are who are being successful are the ones showing up, being consistent, and not making every single post mean the most. Yep. Uh, you know, I love the last the this last piece when you said nobody sees your like what you wrote anyway. <laughs> it's so true. So I just recently signed up with a new like coach and a mastermind, and I finally got on the call with her, and I said, I just want to tell you, I signed up. I saw the cha- I saw an ad for like a challenge. And I thought, oh, this will be interesting. And sometimes I sign up for different challenges and things because I want to see how people do it. So I kind of like reverse engineer what they're doing. Well, I didn't open a single email. I put them all in a folder. I was like, I'll look at this later, which we know that we do that and we never look at it later. And for some reason, I opened one of the last ones and I saw her uh, sales page. And I looked at the sales page. I skimmed over it. I didn't really know exactly what it was. And I just saw there were bonuses going away. And so I had that little sense of <laughs> urgency. urgency, but I didn't, I still didn't really know what it was. I hardly read anything. And then it was like the day before the cart closed and I read it again. I was like, I feel like there's a few things in here I need. And I just paid. So I literally saw none of her Instagram posts, hardly paid attention, didn't really read the page. And I still became a customer for a year. I have to be in this thing. And it just goes to show you that sometimes you you just keep doing all the things. People might not read anything and they still will give you money because there's some piece that stood out. And so if it didn't discourage you, I hope that part does encourage you because there's people like me that are like, all right, let me work with you. I didn't read anything you wrote, but you seem like you're cool. So let's do, <laughs> let's do the thing. So I hope if that piece of them not reading discouraged, like sometimes people don't read and they still sign up. So there you go. So good. <laughs> so y'all, I hope this is really helpful. Um, business online has shifted a lot, but there's still always, there's still always classic things. I don't know if classic is right. There's always things you can do that withstand the test of time. I think yep. always being um, in your integrity, always being yes. transparent, always yep. being consistent are yep. going to be business principles that you can use going forward. Especially personal way. branding, like, you know, being authentic, like you have to be even more so. You can't get away with vanilla shit anymore. Yep. And it doesn't mean you need to be sensational, but you definitely have to like know who you are, know what your core values are, know what you stand for, know what you don't stand for and be vocal about those. There is plenty of space, you guys. There, I know like sometimes it can feel really discouraging, but again, there are more people online than ever. There's more platforms than ever. There's so many really amazing ways to connect with people. We talked about access, different platforms for that. Like it is a really exciting time, I think, if you choose to see it that way and that you kind of get your mind right for the long haul. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Well, let us know what you guys think. If you are a health fitness coach, you know, let us know in our Facebook group, thebestlifepodcast.com. Happy to connect with you guys there. If you want to send us a DM and let us know what maybe of those things that we mentioned, we mentioned eight things. If which one of them you're going to be working on or committed to doing better with, that would be cool too. And obviously it's a good reminder for us as well. Word. We'll see you in the next episode. All right. Bye guys.